All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love. Right now, stop. Think of a friend, your mom, anybody you care about. What podcast is it that they would really love? Got it? Now do it. Tell them about it in real life or on social media. And if they don't know about podcasts, show them how to listen. Tell us what you'd recommend with the hashtag tripod. That's T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word. Welcome to the Mask Man Show with Dave Schilling. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm David Shoemaker, and, I, and this is the aforementioned David. I'm Dave Schilling. What's God going on? Damn it! It's I, it's going well. We are so close to WrestleMania. I, I found out officially I'm going and that you're not going. So we're still we're leaving that up in the air. We're leaving we're leaving we're going to put that up to a public vote. <laughs> you're not going to like the result because everyone's going to say you should go. I'm going to say you should go. I'm I'm if I stay at home it is out of uh, it's a it's a my I'm protesting. I'm voting with my voting with my feet. You know what? My, out of, my in, re, liver, in reaction to AJ versus Shane. My liver thanks you cuz I'll be drinking way less with you not around. <sighs> Listen, man. This is not the this is not the shoemaker of old that you're um, talking to. I know it's this is the the middle aged shoemaker. Well, listen, if I don't go to WrestleMania, I mean, I obviously, will still be. I will engage with wrestling more from where I'm sitting right now than I would in Orlando. I understand. It's fine. I'm I'm but, only sad from a personal standpoint. I'm not mad from from yeah. a business standpoint. Yeah, well, Do what's best for business. That would actually be best for business. Now, listen, if I don't, if if, if I if I'm not. If I don't go, what's important is that uh, the most important part about it is this segue. I've, uh, you know, we can say that I'm not booked at WrestleMania. <laughs> right. I'm not booked. And uh, the, the biggest news of the week, weirdly, um, for a lot of reasons, is that the great Dennis Stamp uh, has passed away. Um, uh, the f- most famous for appearing, uh, most, most and maybe only famous for appearing in the documentary Beyond the Mat and repeatedly saying... I'm not booked. He was uh, really mad that he wasn't on the Terry Funk retirement card. Um, it, it's all over YouTube. If you haven't seen it, just go watch it right now. There's like there's the version with Eye of the Tiger in the background. <laughs> there's a version of uh, with Van Halen's Jump in the background. Um, there's a couple of shoot interviews post fact. I mean, later in his life, I think the, I think one of the most interesting things about it is that they were just talking about him um, on Pritchard's podcast. Was it last week? It was last week because this most recent episode is Wrestlemania 15 right, they, so the week before this they did one, the yeah. Beyond the Mad bonus app uh, and they, you know this is the only podcast I listen to right now that's wrestling related I usually listen to none I know? listen to ours just because I want to hear my beautiful voice um, I find that very uncomfortable it's fine uh, for myself but also that you said that and uh, <laughs> I, of course I listen to like Cheap Heat when, when they you know say something bad about me but um, but yeah so uh Beyond the Mat is is a, a landmark wrestling documentary. There's no other way to put it. Um, I, it was a weird episode of Pritchard. And I don't want to get too inside baseball, like podcast reviewing podcasts. It, the it was it was very enlightening in a lot of ways. Um, well, you know, one of the great things about Pritchard is, is that is his constant refrain of like it was a different time. It was another time, you <laughs> right. know. And it's just like, why did you decide to, you know? have a 70 year old woman date raped on television like oh it was another time it was oh. another era something Katie Vick, it was another time. social norms were different <laughs> the um 
Which is true. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to make fun of the guy, but it's funny how, how often he has to fall back on that. All of this is to say, beyond the mat, if you rewatch it now, I rewatched it just really recently, what is that like the documentary itself was in another time. Yeah. Not just what was going on in the wrestling world. Because I think we remember most of that stuff, but just the style of the documentary and the sort of breathless, um, uh, just breathless investigation. Like there's so, there's a lot of beyond the mat as as artful as it is. That's closer to like 2020 expos or or a current affair exposes of pro wrestling than the even just the most run of the mill documentaries that WWE puts out now. Yeah, it's not terribly cinematic, and it's also. I think breathless was the word that you used, uh, but I would I would say sort of um, you know craven in its desire to uh, to pull the mattress up and and reveal the bed bugs underneath the mattress. Yeah. Like it, it, there was you know, Barry pull Blaustein the, pull the ring mat up and reveal the mattress. I yeah, mean, that's Barry it. Blaustein you know did a great job and uh, never met him before, don't know him at all, but uh, it seemed really really eager to to get as much depressing stuff in that movie as possible from from Jake Roberts smoking crack to everything about Dennis Stamp and, and uh, you know it's it's a shame that that's the thing that he'll be remembered for because we were talking about this um, prior to recording was you know without people like him there would be no wrestling industry because there's no there's nobody to take the pinfall yeah, yeah, someone has to lose in every wrestling match. And if everybody is a superstar, then no one's a superstar. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's the Dennis Stamp. I mean, listen, I, I, I think that I can fully understand why when, you talk, when you're reviewing Beyond the Mat, when you're talking about Beyond the Mat, when you're watching it with your buddies, Dennis Stamp is, is the punchline. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's the way he's presented. And it's the way he presents himself, you know? I mean, but I think... You know, everything takes on a little different tint when somebody passes away, and you got to take a step back and realize that, like, the wrestling and the professional wrestling industry is built on the backs of of guys like him. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it's just it's it, it, he deserves our endless credit, man. I mean, and our and our love and our uh, you know the Dennis Stamps of the world, not just him, but everybody like him. I would love to do. I would love to like actually pull back a little bit further and and. Well, let's get on Twitter and talk about this. But the but I feel like everybody who grew up wrestling is my age, maybe a little bit younger, but certainly older than me, was watched local wrestling, and they everybody had a Dennis Stamp. Yeah. Right. I mean, I remember, man, I can't even think of dudes off the top of my head, uh, but there were there were guys in Memphis. I remember seeing just every weekend, week out, and sometimes like once a year they let them cut a promo because they needed a little bit more oomph for like you know them getting squashed by. Superstar Bill Dundee, you know, I mean, but like, uh, I, I think it'll tweet me, tweet Dave, tweet uh, at Masked Man Show. If you have it, if there's a Dennis stamp of your wrestling childhood, of your memory, who is your favorite jobber? And I don't listen, I've written about SD Jones. I, I like Johnny Rods is an, it, it, to me deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, but I'm not interested in WWF jobbers. Um, maybe NWA, like like you know Turner, early early Turner era. If you there's somebody I you can think, Sergeant of. Buddy Lee Parker. Oh, he was a good one. He was because he had a pretty like clever, not clever, but like an elaborate gimmick of being like a, a highway patrolman. I'm, I'm putting for this. We're, we're putting together our. We're, I don't know what we're gonna call. It. We're gonna call it the um, Dennis Stamp Memorial Battle Royal. We're gonna find like the 30 best Dennis Stamps in in wrestling history. Um, 
I'm putting Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker is not eligible, but anyone below Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, <laughs> okay, anyone that like I, anyone that you can think of off the top of your head, and someone else would be like, oh yeah, that guy probably not eligible for the for the uh, Dennis Stamp Memorial Battle Royal. And no Ellsworth either. I mean, yeah, props no, to Ellsworth, but it's too soon. We don't know where he's going. Sure, yet. sure. Uh, the uh, yeah, I mean, I remember going back when, when I when I was in Texas. Uh, when I, I moved to Texas for high school, like the what, as soon as I got my driver's license, my buddy Brian Curtis and I, um, he drove, so I don't even know, but it was right when we turned 16, drove to the Sportatorium. Di- last days of the Sportatorium. Although JBL was there in his in his uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw days. Um, uh, who else was there? There were a couple other, oh, 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 Tony Norris, who was, um, um, why can't I remember? Ahmed Johnson. Um but th- yeah, I mean, those were the two like up and comers, and you could tell they were gonna they were gonna make it big just because of their size. But there were a couple of those guys. I mean, like this guy's also too big, but Firebreaker Chip. Oh yeah, he was there like signing his eight by ten glossies like crazy. He He's was in, in WCW shape. Special Forces. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, you know, <laughs> listen, man. They were heroes in so many ways. So listen, t- uh, uh, text us. I mean, not text us. Tweet us. Yeah, please don't text I mean, us. You can text me if you have my number. I, if you're listening to this, I really appreciate it. If you have, who is the dentist stamp in your life? We're gonna have the dentist stamp memorial battle royal soon on this show, uh, and uh, that's and I think it's uh, honestly it'll be fun. It'll probably be funny, but like I said before, it's not a joke, man. These are the this is professional wrestling would not exist without these. It's not just jobbers, you know. It's not just guys who are out there to get squashed. It's like jobbers who are like hands. Yeah. You know, like the lo-fi mechanics of the business. Yeah, if, if you stick around a company long enough to be the jobber to the stars, to be the Barry Horowitz or the Brooklyn Brawler, you're doing something right. You're selling well. You're getting guys over. It's a hard job. It's 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 not as hard maybe as being Stone Cold Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan or Sting. Yeah. But it's hard, and it deserves so, our respect. <laughs> Our producer just said, "Wouldn't all these guys lose because they're all jobbers?" No, someone no, the battle royal doesn't have to have a winner. Yeah, but, the, we'll, but we'll yeah we'll figure this out. Bonus points go to in, in in honor and in memory of Dennis Stan. Bonus points go to outside of the ring stories. Like my dad used to hang out at the same bar as this guy. Like that's that anything like that. Any of the documentary style information, and also any and also it's the what make what made Dennis Stan so great was that. In, in a lot of ways, this document, Beyond the Mat, you know, sh- shine this light onto the quote-unquote real side of professional wrestling. Um, what, we, what we remember is the drug dependency and the physical, you know, brutality and all that kind of stuff. And the behind-the-scenes machinations, you know. Um, but in some ways, Dennis Stamp is like the mo- is the realest part in that he can't get out of the fakeness of it, right? Just the like the dedication to... You know, there's always going to be one more match. Uh, you're always fighting to get booked because that's really what matters in pro wrestling. That's the winning is just be, is being asked to appear. You know, just that the sort of like permanent kayfabe of uh, of, of Dennis Stamp is is what I think is so great. So uh, anyway, tweet us at at Maskman Show uh, if you have a Dennis Stamp in your life. Um, we got a lot in the real in the WWE world to talk about this week, and we're going to talk about. The fact that we have a WrestleMania card, more or less, pretty much. Um, but before we get there, in in, in teasing the WrestleMania card, um, we had a really there was a really apparently very awesome house show in uh, in Buffalo, New York, this weekend. Yeah, one that maybe has implications for the WrestleMania card. Uh, not only did Triple H work as the six man tag main event, 
But so did the demon himself, Finn Balor. Kane. Oh, you mean? <laughs> uh, okay. No, Kane didn't work. Um, is Kane still wor- employed? Yes. He because he, he teased her retirement and then disappeared. I th- I think he's a little banged up, something like that. Otherwise, he'd be in the Andre, right? Yeah. Um, and the Andre is going to be an interesting one this year. Yeah, I want to. I want to have like a standalone. We got to do some like standalone pods about the big matches, but I, I can't wait to see like talk for thirty minutes about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> we won't. We'll know like four of the competitors. <laughs> right. Mojo Rally is the front runner at this point, but um, but yeah. So uh, there, there. I mean, apparently Ashka just blew up the joint too at at this Buffalo show. I'm only relying on firsthand reports. I haven't even bothered to Google it, but I but. Um, you know, we talk about the things that get us excited as like smart fans in wrestling. My the the my most excited moment probably of the past two months was getting a text message of a photo from that show. <laughs> Finn Balor, of, fin, of Finn, well, and and it's not just it's not just fan and it's not just Triple H, but it's the it was the three on three situation. Yeah, that was everybody a cool lo- combination. Everybody, everybody except Vince McMahon loves three on three situations, right? Mm-hmm. Or four on four, you know, whatever. Like, the Four Horsemen were great. The dudes with attitudes or whoever, whatever, like the various iterations of Sting putting people together to fight them, it was terrible. But seeing four guys face off against the Horsemen was great. Yeah, of course. It was like all the baby faces are getting together to fight this evil heel stable. It's always cool, assuming that the baby faces are over. Like, I watched... um Wrestle War, I want to say 90, 89. It was Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance. Oh, yeah. And that was great, you know, because it's Sting. I did Sting it. was super over back then. I wrote, I think I wrote, I wrote a thing for Marvel about their, their, uh, the WCW comic book they used to do. I remember that. And I used that to read was, it. that was the, uh, the height, the Dangerous Alliance is hated. The Dangerous Alliance might have had a bigger footprint on, in the comic book than they did, you know, all, all, when everything's said and done in the wrestling ring. Just because the comic book was, you know, probably ran for a year and they were the villains more. Well, there was a lot of like Rick Rude in a skeleton costume, too. I don't know. <laughs> the, that comic book is one of the reasons why I still like War Games, even though War Games in practice was never as awesome as it should have been. Yeah. But the Dangerous Alliance was so good, man. And I know they'll never let them do it again. To me, more, more so than War Games, I know this is sacrilege. You can't put anything anything in the in the hierarchy of things old WCW things I wish WWE would do. Forget War Games, man. Forget the, forget redoing the invasion. Are we talking about RoboCop right now? Forget Ro- <laughs> no. The Dangerous Alliance is yeah. the thing I want. Yeah. Just like Paulie walking around with a cell phone, and uh, I mean, you'd have to bring back Terry Runnels, right? Wasn't she in it? Or no, Missy Hyatt was Missy in it. Missy Hyatt. Yeah, because Terry Runnels was working at a computer. Alexandra York yeah. and had the York Foundation, which was wow, very uh, lame. <laughs> no, she's doing great work for the Cleveland Browns right now, though. The um, that was a sabermetric stroke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Google the <laughs> York Foundation humanoids. Uh, the but um, what was I even talking about? Oh yeah, but just to have, I mean. Heyman's so great. Every and you know, there's a limit. You can't have him out there every week and whatever. But um, I would love just to just give him just give him four guys and or three. I guess four guys and one lady and just have them be awesome. That would be so good. Last thing about Wrestle War, he's got plans and like a, like drawings of the ring and stuff, and he's doing coaching. It's like, okay, Austin, you're gonna go in, oh, man, and then it's gonna it. be you. Rude, and then Bobby Eaton, you're gonna go in. Like, Bobby Eaton setting a screen. Yeah, exactly. Bobby Eaton is definitely the Zaza Pachulia 
But uh, Bobby, dangerous alliance. Bobby might be hanging out there just waiting for the corner three. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, he's at that up. point in his career. Um, yeah. So anyway, that I mean, uh, I would trade. I would. I would trade. WrestleMania. I mean, we were talking about whether I'm going to WrestleMania, but I would rather have been in the, at that Buffalo House show than WrestleMania. We need a heel stable. They have the elements there. Make it happen. And yeah. Finn Balor, Chris Jericho, Sami Zayn. There's a deep enough roster of baby faces that you can make a heel stable work. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, that's true. I think we need. Uh, yeah, I think we need. Uh, I mean, I guess Finn is going to be the big baby face, right? Upon his return. No, Roman Reigns is going to be the big baby face upon his return. I just can't find it hard to imagine anybody. I mean, if if Roman Reigns, if it's like Roman Reigns and Finn Balor and Chris Jericho or Sami Zayn, take your pick. Like, and do, are we cheering? Can, can, Does it matter? Does, do, do people are? Can we? Are we behind the people who'd be standing next to Roman Reigns enough? To put Roman Reigns. No. Uh, we'll see what no. happens at WrestleMania. Yeah, we'll I mean, get to that. We know what's going to happen all the way through SummerSlam. The dude's getting the belt. Um, there have been a lot of rumors, not rumors, there's been, a, there's been a lot of kind of fantasy booking about post WrestleMania trades. Have they talked about, have they officially talked about trades or a draft lottery or anything N- like that? Nothing as of yet. I'm sure they won't even broach the subject until the night after WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that, um, I think there could be some really interesting little switcheroos going on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the most—I uh, mean, that. So we get. So we have the. We have those six guys in the ring. I'm looking at the picture right now. Do you think? It, do you think the, the heel stable would be more over if Triple H got fat? If Triple tri- <laughs> This is all heavy guys. Triple H with no, not fat, just like a beer guy, like like a Harley Race sort of look. I mean, that's probably been a dream of his for a long time, <laughs> is to be Harley Race. I think I've uh, said it before on this show, but like the great, like the greatest heel move, the greatest thing Triple H could do would be to like let it just just get get out of shape. That's just not in his character. The guy loves to work out. He is. But is imagine a how. Mu- but if he. But if it's like last year when it was Triple H versus Roman Reigns and everybody turned on Roman Reigns like the one way Triple H could have saved Roman Reigns the baby face <laughs> is if he had just can't come in with like a beer belly and really skinny oh, arms I don't know guys I don't know if I can work 30 minutes if he just look if he just looks like he has no business being in the ring and they're booking him in the main event like that would be the the best Triple H heel move let possible me, let me throw this this uh, headlock and then we'll go home after 10 minutes yeah, it's fine exactly <laughs> just a whole him begging off for like 45 minutes so you mean working a Rick Steiner match. <laughs> Rick Steiner. <laughs> that's like that's the kind of match Rick oh, Steiner yeah. was working in WCW. In I thought you were going to say Ric Flair. No. The um, okay, so that's established. Um, what's more important is that we have after SmackDown, we have a lot of a WrestleMania 33 card established. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. We have uh, we have a lot of matches on the Wikipedia page. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, we know all about. Mm-hmm. Although Orton this week on SmackDown, sort of, uh, I mean, they they went another step further this week on SmackDown. Randy Orton came out to explain himself once again. Still didn't quite explain it, uh, you know, to my satisfaction, but okay. And then Bray Wyatt basically said, "Jokes on you, you didn't manage to kill the soul." This. Uh, immoral spirit of Sister Abigail. Or no, he said that she he did, but then he's taken on her power or something, and then he rubbed a bunch of ashes on his face. 
Well, I, I'm all about him wrestling with like black. I, my, there, I feel like that's gonna happen. That I he's fantasy wear some so many times just on his face the, for the Usos for like everybody. Just rub black paint on your face in an, in a non geometrical. I mean, just literally smear it on your face, and you will be automatically the scariest guy on the roster. Like the like the boogeyman. No, because that's the full, the full yeah, thing. I mean, no. just just like you just smeared it on your face, like Roddy Piper at WrestleMania six. Nope, <laughs> that's real. That's real racist. Uh, uh, no, I, I I think it's funny that you you think about Bray Wyatt and he has subtly changed his look so much over the last three or four years, right? So first he was uh, you know Waylon Mercy, yeah, and he was you know wearing Hawaiian shirts and stuff mm-hmm. and white pants. And then he started to get darker colored outfits, and he started wearing a different kind of hat, and then he got the weird dreadlocks, and then he started dressing like he was in the band Disturbed. Yeah. And now I think we're getting Bray Wyatt with face paint. It's funny, because when I back in the Cheap Heat days, I think it was last year at Mania, we interviewed Bray, and he basically said, you know, I don't remember if it was on the mic or not, so apologies if I'm breaking all sorts of journalistic code here, but he said, you know, he had a lot of ideas for what they should be doing with this character, because it kind of felt like he was treading water at that point. And he was like, man, he's like, I got tons of ideas, you know, uh, we'll see if they let me do them or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... And then when and then when he went to SmackDown, um, the word I got was it like he was getting to do them, but it didn't really seem like anything was changing except for the dreadlocks, you know, whatever. There wasn't that much. But now, you know, you kind of take a you zoom out a little bit. You see where they're going to. And, and I guess we, you know, we'll give them till WrestleMania. Uh, it does feel like that that, you know, there's been a bigger shift than you realize on a week by week basis. That said, if you have big ideas for your character and going to the next level and it involves Absorbing the soul of Sister Abigail. I mean, that's maybe not the biggest change in the world when you're talking about a spooky character. But right. you know, give them some credit, man. They're keeping this. They're they're, they're they are the storyline is evolving. Yeah, and it's skirting the line, uh, and, but hasn't gone over into just like overt like occult like satanic stuff. Like obviously, he's mentioning that Sister Abigail is a daughter of the devil and these sorts of things. But for whatever whatever reason. Parents aren't getting upset about it. No one's complaining. Like, oh, I, I came to a, a fun wrestling show, and they're talking about the devil. Yeah, it's interesting. There's the the, the uh, I think I think we call that Kevin Sullivan heat in the business. <laughs> He's not actually satanic. Um, it's a symbol. Yeah, it's a symbol. <laughs> as Jim man. Ross says. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, so we, we I, that's as much as we can say about that match, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, which. I understand how the wrestling business works. In kayfabe, why the hell was Goldberg not at Raw? Because he was hurt. No, that one F five. He's really not. Him up. If he's that hurt after one F five, first of all, Seth Rollins was there with you know zero ligaments in his knee and you know working a full beatdown, whatever that was, kicking people with that leg. If you're 50 years old and an F5 puts you out of commission for two weeks, you you should not be okay to wrestle at WrestleMania. The sports the sports athletic commission should not allow you to get into that ring. Well, they shouldn't allow him to get wrestle when he sweats that much. Oh, I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> He's got a heart condition. All right, The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I, I, it's it's going to be fascinating just from a, a heat perspective, from a booking perspective. How do you get Roman Reigns over? And how do you keep are him you, from getting booed out of the building? What do you, what do you, what do you think about Braun Strowman? 
One of the most interesting things to me about the whole setup is that Braun Strowman's still involved. Now, part of that might be Undertaker's not going to be there every week necessarily until WrestleMania. They need someone there to punch Roman. Yeah. Do you think, though, that Braun has a part in their match at WrestleMania? It's obviously going to be uh, a schmozzy match. There's going to be a lot of chicanery. To get mm-hmm. my get my word over, There's gonna be a lot of chicanery in that match, and why not have Braun Strowman be part of it? It gets him over as a monster. Um, it prevents the Undertaker from having to do too much in the match because um, he's you know he's not in great shape, and yeah. we saw what happened with Shane McMahon last year, and aside from that elbow off the top of the cage, it was mostly ground based wrestling holds. It wasn't a lot. It yeah. wasn't a lot of high spots. It so, wasn't a lot of bumping. There wasn't a lot of anything, man. The um, so okay. So, but it, but it does. But it is interesting if Strowman stays involved. Yeah, it'd be really cool if they just like totally aligned Strowman with the Undertaker in the match. Like, what if Strowman comes out halfway through the match in like old school Undertaker outfit? As like a druid, maybe. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, like the like the the black sleeveless shirt with purple tie and like and and gray western hat. I'm in. <laughs> The Bronster Taker. Why wouldn't it just be the Bronder Taker? It could be that too. Okay. Hashtag Bronder Taker. That would be so great. Just white, white cake makeup. Oh my gosh. That sleeveless, the gloves. Oh, I, Who's going to cosplay as Paul Bearer? Oh, yes. Uh, they, Bruce Pritchard. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Get Bruce Pritchard on the horn. Um, what if they just brought CM Punk back to do just to be. <laughs> The Paul Bear just oh. re- reprise his role as Paul Bear. Okay, we'll let you come back, but you have to play Paul Bear at WrestleMania. I think. What if they did? If they brought him back for that, even if they say they give him like a million dollars just to do that one off, and they don't even have to say it's him, but people figure it out or whatever, that could be the greatest ratings thing they could possibly do because like we would be watching Raw every minute of Raw live. When's he coming back for the next nine months minimum? Just waking for that to pay it would off. Be like the, it would be the wrestling equivalent of Rachel Maddow saying she has Trump's tax returns. It's true. Um, what if Vince got Trump's tax returns? Do you think he would read that he would he would like give them away at WrestleMania in the main event? No, 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 no way. Do you think he cares about Trump too much? They're friends. He went to the White House. They took a picture. The whole family. All well, the little... people go to the White House. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that would be great. He should say we have Trump's tax returns. And we're gonna debut. We're gonna show them to you at halfway through WrestleMania, and then it would be just like a tag team called Donald Trump's Tax Returns. <laughs> and it's the Authors of Pain. They got a new gimmick. Um, or could wait, they could just bring out IRS? Oh God! Oh my God! You're giving them bad ideas. Stop it. Wait, why? Why do they not do? And by, I don't wait, know. He's, got, for, he, first of all, he's still alive. Second of all, he's Bray Wyatt's dad. Well, I was just gonna say. One of his kids, and I'm not talking about Bray Wyatt, is in dire need of a gimmick reboot. Oh, yeah. IRS Jr. It's it's always worked. Every time they do a, a new generation Have version of a gimmick. Have they ever done an, an actual junior gimmick where, like, somebody had a complete put on, like, like, it was there, like, a Duke the Dumpster Drossy Jr.? Well, the giant. No, no, but someone Paul who's actually Wyatt. the son oh. of a bad I guess the bad gimmicks really haven't been around for that long. Yeah, now the only the only dudes, I mean there's the Mexican wrestlers do that all the time. Right. Like uh, uh Octagon. Yeah. Isn't there like Octagon Jr.? They're not all actually in, in Japan too. They're not all actually the children, but often they are. Um Oh no, Pentagon is who I'm thinking of. Pentagon yeah. Jr. Yes. Um 
No, if it's a bad gimmick, your son or daughter is probably not going to end up in the wrestling business. Um, Bo Dallas needs to be IRS Jr. And he needs to be hunting for Vince McMahon's tax returns. That I, needs that. That's the gimmick. I was talking to Big Show, did an interview with him, and he put over Bo Dallas really hard. He's like, I love Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas is great. Yeah. All right. Before we get to the rest of the WrestleMania card and the, the listener questions, a quick word from a couple of our sponsors. Hey, Dave. Did I close that window before I left my house? I don't know. I wasn't at your house, man. Yeah, it's a good answer. Did I lock the garage? I don't know. I wasn't at your house, man. I'm asking because these are the sorts of questions that can nag at you when you're out of the house, running errands, relaxing with friends, or doing podcasts, and it can drive you absolutely nuts. But thankfully, now you don't have to worry if you get Simply Safe Home Security. Because with an arsenal of sensors equipped to protect your home and family, Simply Safe offers an extra layer of protection that'll put your mind at ease. Not to mention, just recently, Simply Safe released a high definition camera that connects your security system to your smartphone so you can see everything that's going on at your home no matter where you are. No more wondering. But best of all, it's only 15 bucks a month. That's a third of what other companies charge. And there are no long-term contracts or hidden fees. Simply Safe has got rid of everything that makes most home security systems such a pain. They won't gouge you. Go check out Simply Safe right now and the new camera that they have. You'll get an exclusive 10% off discount when you go to simplysafe.com slash ringer. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash ringer. We're also brought to you by BetDSI. March Madness is finally underway. The basketball one, not just the wrestling one. And there's no better place to bet on games than BetDSI. A top-rated business on sportsbook review sites, BetDSI is the largest sportsbook online with over 20 years in business. Their live in-game wagering lets you make plays throughout, throughout entire games while they're live and running. You can even bet while on the go with BetDSI Mobile Betting. Not to mention, BetDSI has built a reputation of being completely dependable, so you can count on them to repay you your winnings very quickly. Plus, if you ever have any questions, BetDSI's great customer service is available 24-7, 365. And now, in honor of March Madness, BetDSI is having a million-dollar bracket contest for all of our listeners. Entry is free, and because completing a perfect bracket is close to impossible, they're offering prizes for best overall March Madness brackets as well. Best of all, you get a free 25 bucks credit just for registering, as well as a 200% bonus with first-time deposits when you use the promo code BSPN25. That's a 200% bonus on first-time deposits with promo code BSPN25 at BetDSI.com. All right. John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and the Maurice. We're back at WrestleMania. As I'm excited for this match. It should be uh, whack-a-doodle, but fun. I'm going to make a, an official Masked Man Show proclamation here. We will no longer take any opportunity to dog on this match because we wish any of the parties were doing something different. Uh, Those promos were fire. They were they were hot fire. And and listen, it's not we've, we've set our piece. We all yeah. wish John Cena were doing something different. Let's move on. Uh, but I think for what it is, this is going to be a really cool match. And yeah. I and like I said all along, I think they can actually do something really good with it on the yeah, show. Yeah, and I think Miz and, and Cena have a lot of chemistry, more chemistry than they had back when they made it into WrestleMania. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes relationships uh, get better with age. Um, Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha, triple threat match for the women's championship. I mean, I'm too close. I'm too close to this. Yeah, I feel Sasha like that's, a, that's actually an interesting way to put it. We, we've all been, we've all gotten, we've all been so invested in the Raw Women's Division over the past year. Yep. That I feel like it's uh, 
our, our excitement and our disappointment more than that are kind of outsized at this point. If they steal the show, then we'll forget all about the buildup. But right now, the buildup has left a lot to be desired. I just, I just don't know. I just leave the belt on Charlotte. I don't yep. understand. You can make this triple threat. It's weird because they. it seems like they fall back on the real sports kind of side of the women's division a little bit too much. And if that, I don't know if it's true. My, I'm saying that with the assumption that they put the belt on Bailey to legitimize her enough to have her in the main event at Wrestle or in, in this big WrestleMania match. I don't think she needed it at all. If this ends up with Charlotte winning the title again, I am going to flip my wig. I am absolutely going to lose my mind. <laughs> what if it? What if it ends up with uh, Charlotte and Sasha joining forces? That would be awesome. I don't reuniting. I, I don't see the. I don't see that making sense for Sasha's character. Um, but you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and Triple H beat the crap out of each other mere months before the two man power trip formed. Sure. Anyway, um, uh, the women's the SmackDown the SmackDown Women's Championship is all set. Alexa, Mickey, Becky, Natalia, Carmella, everybody who's available. Uh, I'm hoping there's an Eva Marie uh, moment. Ooh, the announcement of Eva Marie. I'm, I think Naomi. I think Naomi is. Uh, spoiler alert is going to be in that yeah, match. I'm pretty sure they're they're hoping she's going to be ready. You, ready you, and, but, and you know what? To me, this is uh, this is not based on any anything I've heard. This is uh, the red carpet rollout for Ashka. That's what, that's how I feel. If she's, it's time for her to be on the main roster. Clearly, she's working main roster house shows. Does she come in with the belt? Undefeated. I mean, who knows? Maybe so. That, that would that would that would look really. I mean, that would be a great. Yeah. Just have her leave it behind. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the women's division on NXT is kind of ripe for a tournament rather than a somebody shockingly defeats Oshka situation. But, I agree. Um, anyway, I, a lot of people are assuming Oshka's going to go to Raw. I think just because of the level of excitement we have for her, but I think that she's a great fit on SmackDown and certainly. Um, you know, th- if if she's going to show up at WrestleMania, this is a like I said, red carpet opportunity. Yep. Neville versus versus Austin Aries. I think this has a, a lot of potential. I I like Austin Aries as a babyface. I love Neville as a heel. They they had the best match of the night at Fastlane. So the I mean, Division the, had the, the, the cruiserweights had the best yeah. match of the night. I'm worried about Austin. I like I'm 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 worried that. That just because of Fastlane, we're going to be disappointed by Austin Aries. Maybe. Anyway, we uh, we have the tag team, the raw tag team situation, the club, Enzo and Cass, Cesaro and Sheamus. This is my pee break match at, at Mania. For really? Sure. Yeah. I. <laughs> well, I hope that I, I just I'm just about to say I hope they give it some time because it could be really fun. Cesaro and Sheamus have been like breaking out cool tag team moves left and right. Like I don't know. I really. I, um, I just I haven't loved the buildup. <clears throat> Same with Dana Brooks' uh, babyface turn. It's it's too late for Enzo and Cass to win the titles. It'll happen. It's going to happen, but it should have happened months ago. And then the biggest match, the, the re- whole reason we're talking about this, the, ma- the match that is finally finalized or at least finally challenged for, was AJ versus Shane. Yep. He spent a lot of time sort of giving us very tiny breadcrumbs and just waited till this week to just like roll out the whole damn loaf. Yep. For this storyline. But uh, AJ Styles' fire was uh, AJ Styles complain started the show by complaining and met Shane in the driveway or whatever attacked him, bloodied him, was then fired, and then Shane at the end come out of the ring and challenged AJ to a match. They kayfabe put AJ Styles into the alumni section of WWE.com. It's always a great fallback move. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the setup for this on SmackDown. They certainly, they certainly made it interesting 
for a match that I, we all kind of knew was coming. As soon as at least, I mean, listen, AJ Styles didn't have another spot yeah. as of how when was his when did, last week is when he lost the number one contenders match, right? Yep. So we knew at that point more or less, and then as soon as this week started, you saw the you know the wheels were in motion. But I think they, I mean, I, they had, I, I enjoyed the way they pulled it together on SmackDown. Yeah, I thought it was a it was a hot angle. The um, the beatdown. They showed it fifty times, but uh, I mean, I think it did the job of, of making it feel like there was this was a real blood feud. There was blood on SmackDown for the yeah. first time in a long time, uh, and Shane sold his injuries really well. And uh, I love the the hard out when he comes out and he says, "You got an opponent at WrestleMania. It's me." And then the show just stops. I thought it was a cool move. Yeah, no, it was it was well done. Although, if you really want to punish AJ Styles, if you're really mad at him for busting your head open, the move is to have him. Uh, come out for WrestleMania, and as soon as his music hits, and like he gets to the ring, just be like, "I'm just kidding, you're still fired." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Here, just sign this HR paperwork. They actually have like, his oh, exit yeah. interview in the, the ring. HR paperwork signing. Hi, hi I'm Melissa, and um, who yeah, was it? They had the HR person. They, who's no, the, they did, didn't they? I don't anyway. remember. Um, no, I think that would be really great. I used to always say that, like, when it, whenever they would do the authority angle or like, or they're feuding with you know, CM Punk is going against the powers that be or whatever. It's like if the if the if the if the authority really wants to ruin your career, if you're Daniel Bryan or whatever, they don't have you fighting your way into a main event at WrestleMania. They have you like wrestling, you know, Kane. Not not even that. They were they were having him wrestle Kane. I mean, they they should have him wrestling Bo Dallas on the pre-show. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the way you ruin someone's career. And I think that would be great. If, if he was just like, you do have an opponent at WrestleMania, AJ Styles. It, it's well, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I don't know if he can do worse than James Ellsworth, which he already, like, you know, they had, like, a three-star match. They did. But, yeah, you're wrestling you're wrestling Kurt Hawkins in the pre-show. It's going to be, way, at, like, Kurt 3 Hawkins p.m. is in the Andre this year. Uh, we have, so far, the only four people are Hawkins, Big Show, Apollo Crews, and Mojo Rowley. Wait, is Ziggler not officially announced? I think he must be because he's working an angle with Mojo and he got thrown out of the ring four times and then got counted out, which oh. was maybe the most bizarre thing I've seen on wrestling. All anyway, time. I got my money on Big Show. Should we uh, get to Twitter questions? Let's get, some, let's get to some questions. All right. Fans of the Mass Man Show podcast are burning up social media trying to get me to put their questions on this show. So here are the lucky winners. At uh, James LeBlanc asks... Your opinion on Christopher Daniels winning the Ring of Honor title and is Adam Cole WWE bound? I think there are a lot of a lot of Ring of Honor types that are WWE bound, but I don't. I, I mean, they, what they need to do is to replenish NXT for a while. I don't, Adam Cole is, in so many ways, uh, just a next level performer. Just, I mean, I think that he's got a lot of rebuilding of himself to do before he's a WWE big guy, you know, main event. I mean, just like just his size alone. I mean, that's not the only issue. And obviously we're moving in a different direction, but I stood in line for a bathroom next to Adam Cole. And you probably, if you looked at the two of us, you probably wouldn't pick him as the professional wrestler. <laughs> Let me just put it that well, way. I mean, but anyway, no, but it's not just that he's, he's plenty big enough to be a star in WWE. I just think that he's, he's so good right now, but he's not like Kevin. Uh, this is such a subjective thing. He's not Kevin Owens good in the way that like, he was just ready to come in. I think yeah. he's got, I think he's got like a year in NXT before he's going to be a big star. Well, you make the point and if, uh, that uh, NXT needs guys, and they need wrestlers who can come in and get over very quickly and sell tickets. And Adam Cole is one of those people who could probably or, do it. Or invade the company and sell yeah. tickets. Uh, uh, but oh, but the, to take the beginning of that question, um, 
Chris Daniel, Christopher Daniels, man, like what a god! Like yeah, I can't, he's awesome. I can't believe. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, he's he's not he's not a Dennis Stamp, but he has been just such like a like a cog for so long in to, in Ring of Honor and TNA and all over the place. I forget who um, who dropped this knowledge, but uh, rumor going around is that he was almost the higher power. Oh really? Yeah, oh, but wow. Vince thought he was too short. Um, that's real. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really cool for him. And it's all, and it also someone pointed this out on Twitter or something like that. But it, it also like if you look at our uh, who who like are all of the world champions in the world are right now. The average age is is like seventy five at this point. It's, <laughs> it's not that old. But Daniels Daniels plus Goldberg, I think, puts it to a point where it's higher than it's probably ever been. I'm glad you bring up world titles because our next question is from at Miller UNC asks, who are three WWE wrestlers on the active roster with no world or universal title runs who will make the Hall of Fame? Sheesh! I really should have prepared for these questions. Um, do you have anybody off the top of your head? No world, no world or universal titles. Well, I mean, I think f- number one off the top of my head is going to be Enzo. Hmm. I don't think Enzo is wow. ever going to win a world title. You know, but I also think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Wait, but they they're going to win the world title at some point in the future. Like that's okay for this for this. No, this question. needs to be someone who is not going to win the belt, right? No, is that what you asked? Who are three? No, 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 no. Three people who who haven't won it yet who are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Let's well, go with in- that question. Enzo still qualifies. Who have you got then? Um man, that's a really good question. Um no world or no title runs. I'm just looking at now I'm just looking at pictures of the of the of the uh roster. I mean man. I think Enzo and Cass definitely have all that potential. All three of the dudes I in mean, the New Day. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I was trying to pick and see if there was one name from the New Day. That's the problem with the New Day is if they're you can't break it together. up, they're going to yeah. go in together. Yeah, they're like the Freebirds. They're going in together. Uh, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say Sami Zayn. Or which limb is further, Sami Zayn or Cesaro? Because I'll take which. I'll, I'll, Cesaro I'll is take a, the odds. is is uh, is a harder uh, one for me to stomach. Not because he's not very talented, but because he's just he's kicked around a long time and he's not an NXT like original Triple H yeah. uh, pet project. All right, yeah. moving on. We got to move on. We got to go. Keep going. <laughs> we got to go. Um, I think Mojo Rowley goes without saying, so that's why I didn't mention him. But oh, sure, of course, of course. Uh, all right, we're gonna, this probably should be the last one because we're we're very much past the point of no return. At Easton Express asks, why the Ambrose bit to end your podcast? Are you setting up a gimmick infringement angle with Kimmel? Geez, if we could get Dean Ambrose to come on and and respond, that would be that would be fantastic. I would be uh but no, that's not the that's not why I'm doing this. That we had a, it was like last year that we on this very show we spent a segment talking about Dean Ambrose I'm, I'm trying to look for the I'm trying to look for the quote. Dean Ambrose says, uh, quote, a lot of the fans kind of take the magic away. It's been like this for years now where they dig and search for every little bit of info and spend so much time deciphering everything and overthinking things. Ooh, that hurts. Uh, <laughs> that's just an outlet for their passion for pro wrestling, but it does take the magic away sometimes, so I wish pe- I almost wish people would stop doing that. Um, yeah. As an adult, p- part of the magic is overthinking it because if I didn't think about it, then it would just be 
people pretending to beat each other up. There would be no wrestling podcasts if people weren't allowed to overthink things. Yes, this is There'd intrinsic. be no wrestling fans, you're right, over the age of yes. 30. I mean, uh, it would it would die a horrible death. Um, speaking of dying a horrible death, we got a lot of questions we don't have time for about TNA. I just want to say for the record, I watched Impact. It's not called TNA anymore, excuse me. I watched Imp- Impact. Didn't care for it. Don't like when the announcers feud with each other through every single match. That's lame. Yeah, and the implicit acknowledgement that like our new book, our new two bookers are our biggest stars. Sort yeah. of, you know. I mean, it's just weird. It's weird. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for it. Uh, I don't like all the WWE mentions. It just, it didn't do it for me. I will not be continuing to watch Impact Wrestling. No, you will, because we're starting a new podcast about TNA that you are the sole host of. Oh, dear. Uh, we got to get out of here. So subscribe to the Mass Man Show Twitter account if you haven't done that already. Uh, you can follow Schilling at at Dave underscore Schilling. More importantly, leave us reviews. The reviews get us onto the iTunes charts and are very helpful for this show. So leave us five star reviews. Um, tell your friends about the show. Do all that good stuff. It's super important. I'm at David Shoemaker. The podcast is at Mass Man Show. Thanks to Jumpin' Jim Cunningham. And as always, apologies to Nina Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. <laughs>